Hey guys, it's Adam of the Dollar Band. I'm here with Terrence. What's up? And uh, we're here with uh, Chris Visions. Hello, this is Chris Visions from NASA. How are you doing? <laughs> and uh, if you guys <laughs> aren't up? familiar with uh, Chris Visions, then you are in the same boat as me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Terrence put this together and I um, did a quick research on your work, Chris, because I was not really familiar with you. I guess I'm not in the know like Terrence is. And uh, I just came across uh, the book that you got coming out, which we'll talk about. And I saw your regular show and Adventure Time covers that I was I'd seen. I remember seeing on the shelves and whatnot, but I didn't. Now I now I know who did them. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm getting used to it too, so it's quite all right. Like I'm I'm just happy every time. I guess somebody new is like, oh, I know that guy. I'm like, all right, that's me. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so Terrence, where did this start? How did you find out about uh, Chris? Let's let's figure out uh, how we how we got uh, hooked up with Chris here, and then and then we'll find out why. Um, I think you know as much as I do that I troll the internet all the time looking at art and uh, looking at who's who's new and who's up and coming and all that stuff. And, you know, another thing that I do is talk to Rico Renzi pretty much every single day. So <laughs> so between the pair of us, we're, we're always like, hey, man, have you heard of this guy? Have you heard of that guy? One day, me and Rico were looking up Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> art. <laughs> and uh, this is really to do. Yeah, as we are wont to do. And this really wicked piece by Chris came up and it was Brock Sampson and Mr. T basically fighting off a legion of people. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I got to find more of this guy's work. And, you know, from there, it was just down the rabbit hole. <laughs> it's always it's always good if a segue between you and another person is Mr. T. So I'm really happy about that. And uh, I guess when I was looking when I was looking you up, Chris, you are now a member of Out of Step Arts. Yeah, that's right. I uh, just recently joined uh, a little bit about a month ago, and uh, I got to meet Neil and some of the guys at uh, SPX last year, and uh, things kind of came together after that, and it's, it's really awesome to be a part of with those guys. You, uh, you've got a book coming out, and yeah. it's uh, Dead Letters, right? Yeah. yeah. Through Boom Studios? Yes. So how'd that come to how, what Well, first off, what, what, is, what, are, we, what are we looking at? What is, what's it about? What's your pitch? Pretty much, uh, it's got... All the things that I love, which has really got me out on it from the get-go. I'm a big fan of like the supernatural or crime noir. And that kind of is how I got started with Boom. I started doing at least stuff with uh, Adventure Time, like you said, the cover. Uh, and then slowly after talking with them, Whitney uh, Leopard put me in touch with Eric Harbin over there. And he asked me like what kind of stuff that I liked and started talking about The Wire and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, and eventually that led to a conversation that they had had something in the works with Chris uh, which had a lot of those great things in there and this fresh take on, uh, I guess, those subject matters and what he was trying to do with it. I did some concept sketches and we talked for a little bit and then quickly things started coming together, which was really cool. So you, you, you basically got hooked up with Boom by just doing covers or did you, how, how'd, that, how'd that happen? I mean, like before that, I have a huge thanks to give to Rico, actually. I've been a huge fan of his for a while and seeing his stuff on DeviantArt and covers I finally got the chance to meet him at uh, Baltimore okay. uh, a couple of years ago. And it was the one time I decided not to bring my portfolio. I was like, I'll just be a civilian. I was with my girlfriend. It was like our first date. So I was like, I'm not going to do the business thing. I went up and talked with him and he knew who I was. And he's just like, why don't you have your portfolio with you? And he was, you know, give me a little bit of crap for that. And he just uh, was really nice enough to like, you know, put his two cents in telling me to, that I could be a cover artist and I could really, you know, do this thing. And he told me to, just try to hustle and put some stuff together. And from there, just with some conversations, it finally led to me working with Boom. I actually uh, first officially met Rico at Baltimore Comic Con, too. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hopefully not like tons of people are going to start trying to find Rico at Baltimore. I don't want to do that to him, but we'll try to protect him or something. Yeah, I met him. I met him right right before he came to work for Heroes Are Hard to Find. He was he was up in Baltimore. He still lived in Maryland, and uh, he stopped by Shelton's booth because Shelton was trying to bring him down. So that's yeah. when I met him. I was up there for that. That's awesome. So okay, so Rico Baltimore Comic Con didn't have a yeah. portfolio. Huge fan of Rico's to begin with. Yeah, I just uh, I had known him as who is Rico for the longest time, yeah. and followed just his like color work and the stuff he did with Chris Bruner and Jason Latour. The kickstand kids. Yeah. They're just the vibrance and energy that those guys have with their work. It was amazing. And I still feel like I, I'm still quite settled with, or I'm still in my fanboy stage because I, I can start talking about people like him for a while and <laughs> I'll have to catch myself like 15 minutes later. But yeah, those guys are just super inspiring. And uh, that's how I came to know about him. Speaking of like inspirations and all that, what, what kind of uh, what kind of artists do you think sort of inspire your style? Which is very, um, I don't know, it's 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 intense, but it's also very like elegant, sort of flowy. You know, the the line work is very um, brush oriented and flowy, and, and I love that yeah. about it. But it's still super intense. Thank you. I, it's it's been a quite a kind of a journey with like where I've taken my inspirations from. Like I, I grew up on you know Jim Lee. And the, you know, the fold out X-Men covers that he did. And then I also was blessed enough. Like my mom was in the art. So she got me started on like Norman Rockwell. Um, a lot of like the golden age, golden age illustrators. And gradually, gradually I guess that kind of went into more comic books as I found them. I didn't have a comic store growing up. So most of the stuff I found was like tattered and beaten up from the public library. So I read a lot of like bad 90s comics for a while, too. I just remember something where they were doing like some bad stuff with Superman's hair and he was like a blue lightning superhero, <laughs> red lightning superhero. But we got steel out of that and then Shaq did the movie. But anyway. Uh, I know. It's, we just can't have anything, can we? Yeah, we can't. Uh, damn. All right. Anyway, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I found people like George Pratt in high school. I was on Alex Ross for a long time and I really was trying to be realistic. And I guess when I got to college, I got to try to do a little bit more experimental Again, I, I had the opportunity to go to the Illustration Academy, so I got to study under like uh, Mark English and Sterling Hundley, who strangely I'm friends with now, and that's really cool. And just people like George Pratt, like people that I read about when I was a kid, I got to have him for like one semester. So it's a mix of like mainstream comics and also illustration and painters, and I think that's kind of where I just don't settle with one source of inspiration, and it kind of is a grab bag of stuff with my work. You definitely fit in with the Out of Step Arts uh, Collective. Thank you. <laughs> that's good to hear. Yeah. I was questioning that for a while, but that's good to hear. Oh, I think so. Like, looking at your portfolio, you're on here and everything, and it definitely yeah. it definitely has, the, um, it's not, you know, everybody on here has got a little different style, but it has the same kind of, I guess, attitude, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a lot of those guys, too, I was fans of before. Um, I knew that they were officially, like, Out of Step Arts, like uh, Toby Cypress, Andrew McLean, like, all those guys, like, I've been following to you from scouring on the internet and uh, <laughs> putting them on my death list. But yeah, <laughs> so a, a lot of those guys I'd known about for a while. So it was really cool to be a part of that with them now. Toby Cypress is definitely one of the first artists that when I started reading comics again, a few years back that stood out to me as like, uh, okay, this is an artist I like, you know, other than that, it was yeah. just, Hey, that's a comic book, whatever, whatever artist, I don't care. And then Toby Cypress was one where I was like, okay, this guy, this guy knows what he's doing. I can get behind this guy. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, somebody that did that for me, too, was Paul Pope. A friend of mine yeah, got me 100% one year for, like, my birthday. 
and it just changed my world about comics and art in general. You know, a lot of the work that I saw, um, when, like I said, when I first started kind of stalking you on the internet was, <laughs> it was a lot of, <laughs> a lot of it's uh, sort of illustration work. Um, yeah. Is that kind of how you cut your teeth? Is that sort of how you sort of got into, you know, into the comics world itself? Or, or were you doing a lot of, you know, fashion or anything before that fashion design or game design or anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, you know, in high school, I knew I wanted, or middle school even, I was like, I knew I want to do comics. And I didn't know really how to do that as a living or make it a profession. When I gravitated towards uh, VCU, I knew they had their illustration department after I did like AFO. And that seemed like they just had like the drawing chops and things that I wanted to know about in that program. And that kind of got me more interested in going back to illustration. Like I was drawn to normal rock again when I was a kid, so it wasn't that foreign to me. But I feel like a lot of things that happen in illustration are going back and forth between comics anyway. So illustration was definitely kind of the answer of how to make a living at drawing at first. And then gradually I got back to doing comics like I wanted to. Uh, I did graphic design for a while to like make money. That was another thing that I guess they teach you. They're like, you're going to fail at your dreams. So learn how to use computers. So I learned how to design and tried to do that for a while. But then comics, I, I got a chance to do a uh, fill in for someone on Freedom Formula with uh, Radical Comics. Okay, yeah. I got out of school, so I did like three issues with them, and that was kind of like cutting my teeth and learning how to keep up with deadlines and everything that I need to know about comics pretty much. That was kind of like where I, I guess, got my uh, start at. And then after that, I kind of, that kind of like dropped off and I didn't really have anything coming through on the comics range. I was doing pinups and stuff for a while, but to like make money, I was doing illustration work. Did you do a lot of any like sort of self-published stuff before kind of finding this published work that you're doing now? Just a little bit, actually. Um, comics scared me for a long time, just to be honest. Like uh, I used to read them when I could. And then when I got to school, I was able to keep up with them a little bit more. But I felt like I could do illustration, like the single image type thing. And then looking at comics was very intimidating. Yeah. And so uh, I did a couple like here and there. And I, I've done them when I was younger as well, but nothing on a large scale. And then uh, a group of us in Richmond actually got together and put together an anthology. So that was some other work that I did. And then I would do like fill-ins for friends, like mini comics and so forth like that. But I still feel like I'm learning a lot about, I guess, the independent scene. So I know like Richmond's got a bunch of little uh, conventions and a lot of indie art shows and things like that. And same with Northern Virginia, same with like, uh, you know, SPX and Bethesda and things like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Richmond, I think they just had their first Baker Comic-Con this past year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't able to attend, but a lot of them just sprout up like really quickly. So it's hard to keep up with a lot of them. Uh, But I think they're trying to organize them a little bit better. Yeah, because I think what Awesome Con and DC and all that sprouted up a few years ago, too. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that area is starting to get more getting a little more uh, packed with <laughs> with places to go for comic fans. Yeah, yeah. I'm just scared of driving through DZ, DC. I hate I hate <laughs> it. I just went there. Me and my girlfriend went to go for a concert, and we like ended up in this really bad part of town. And then this guy offered to park car for like 25 bucks, and I don't think he was trying to park the car. It was, yeah. DC's not that bad, man. <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm giving it a hard time. I love DC. Yeah, going from sorry, going from uh, we were talking about illustration prior. We were talking about illustration. The transition to um, two comics that you made. Would you say that you know upcoming Dead Letters is like the biggest thing that you've worked on, or is there something previous that we may have missed, or or, or uh, sort of before you started really impacting the scene? 
I definitely think that Dead, Dead Letters is kind of like my baby right now, and I kind of feel like it's probably some of the best work that I'm, I'm putting out. It, I definitely feel like it's the happiest, and I feel like that translates. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. No, I mean, it's just, it's cool, because before that, it was trying to work like a nine-to-five job or do freelance jobs, and then trying to find time to do what you actually love. And so, mm-hmm. like, I, I was able to, I just put up today, uh, I did the book called um, Devils on the Levee, and it was like a short, and it was me doing a comic short before Comic-Con while trying to make money for Comic-Con. And it was just, a, you know, it was a labor of love and it was a lot of fun. But now I can like call that my job, which is really awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I get to like stay up at, you know, two o'clock in the morning. I'll text Chris. And I'm like, hey, Chris, you know, I want him to really wear this fly jacket. Is it possible that we could reference it from this movie? He's like, oh, absolutely. I was thinking about that too. And have you seen this movie? And I start geeking out about movies that I love and I get to draw similar stuff and I have to pinch myself sometimes. So I don't know. I think like, I feel like I'm getting off on a tangent. I just got really happy for you. For a second. No, no, you're good. You're good. I mean, like, because I was, I was, that's also what I was going to ask is like, is this sort of your first foray into working directly with a writer and sort of kicking ideas back and forth off of each other and, and, and really working through the process like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the first time like this in depth, like, again, like I got in a taste with it. I worked with uh, the writer was Edmund Shern for freedom formula and he, he was awesome. He would call me up and we would talk some stuff out and shoot emails back and forth. But again, I was like really young and I feel like I was biting off way more than I could chew. And now like being able to talk with like Chris and, we're on like the same brave wavelengths and uh, we love the similar things. And he just, it's just like a wealth of knowledge visually. It's just a really fluid relationship and it's, it's just awesome. Did you say that you, that you just put up the devils on the levy? Yeah, I've been, uh, I had gotten like a few copies of it printed for the New York comic con last year. Yeah. And then finally today, uh, I just thought I'd put it up for like the throwback Thursday thing that they do. So yeah, I actually put the full thing up for the first time today. So that was just in time for me to do my research on you. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so I, saw, I saw that on the website. And I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him about this. This looks like something he did uh, earlier. And uh, yeah. so you just threw that up there. Awesome. Yeah. I wasn't trying to duck your, your critical gaze. I should have <laughs> probably given you a heads up. <laughs> you, can, you can dub in all the, the crap talk you want about the book right after we do this. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just saw that on there and I was like I was actually going to ask if this was the actual book or if it was like the art. I didn't know. I was going to ask if there were like word balloons and stuff, but it it's without word balloons the whole book, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, um again, I wanted to try to um this was actually kind of practice too cuz we had just started talking about dead letters and I wanted to try to take a stab at doing something with comics before I started getting into the swing of you know, producing a book every year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it was a Mike Mignola interview that he was talking about how he created Hellboy, and that was his baby, and he wanted to make sure he did that before he got into comics and hated his life and started sounding really pessimistic about it. But I, I kind of always like thought about that, so I started this story. I've been brewing in the back of my head, and I knew I wanted to get it out, and uh, I just cranked it out right before we had to go to uh, New York Comic Con, got it printed, and uh, it was to also show people at Boom like what I was trying to do. And they really liked it. Chris loved it a lot, too. And I think now he kind of starts writing things into the script that are kind of like challenging me because I guess he sees maybe what I'm doing and then he takes it up a notch and I have to like buckle in and try to go faster. (laughs) Just so Um, anybody listening knows that um, Devil's on the Levy, you have that on your website, chrisvisions.com. 
Yeah, yeah. I finally, I was doing like Tumblr as my website for a while, but that wasn't, I, I finally just got a, a sweet space just to call my website. So it's chrisvisions.com. And then Tumblr also has it on there too. It's chrisvisions.tumblr.com. So this, this devil's on the list. This is your, yeah. this is like, you, you wrote and drew all this yourself. I mean, this is kind of your first like real sequential work that, that you did yourself. I mean, like I did again, like I did like a small short uh, with a, uh, the RV anthology a while ago, but that was kind of like my first me taking a stab at just doing a full fledged story on my own. Solid. Thank you. Yeah. You'll have to tell me what you think about it. I definitely have my qualms with it now. Like um, I figured I'd go ahead and just put it up and stop keeping it hidden or whatever, just so I can like move on and create some new stuff. But it, it was inspired by like Mobius's kind of visual comics that he would do with no words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like that that just blew me away. I think someone had like gotten me a, a file of some like high resolution scans and uh it was like the moon and stars were aligned. I went to a friend's house, he had an HD TV, and I put those in and saw Mobius like as large as a wall. <laughs> it was yeah, I was I was stuck in lightning for a while. Yeah, it was a moment for me. So I had to straighten myself out and that just kinda like planted a seed for what Devil's on the Levy is. At the end of it, oh, you've man. got uh, you've got your soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. What is the correlation of that soundtrack to Devils on the Levee? Is that what you were listening to when you worked on it, or is that what you uh, what, yeah what you I, goes with it? Yeah, I mean, um, I kind of view comics in the same vein as like how movies are, and I, I feel like they're they have like lots of things to them that you can add to them, like soundtracks and you know the sound effects you put in your head and stuff. So usually every time I start a project, like I have one for Dead Letters too, I'll make a playlist of all the the songs that kind of like convey the emotions that we want to have in the story, or if it's lyrics that are like dead on for like parts in the story. There's like echoes back and forth between the two. If you even if you put that playlist on while you read the book, I feel like you'll you'll get things from it. So when I uh, when I finished reading it, I got to the end of the playlist and I saw like the very first thing you see is uh, Jeff Buckley, and I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of potential. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember hearing about Jeff Buckley for the first time. It was years ago. I had watched uh, Unbreakable, and I decided to uh, brush up on M Night Shyamalan. And I think one of the most recent good things that he's given us, which is very few, it was uh, he said that Jeff Buckley's song was going to be on The Sixth Sense but they couldn't put it on there because of licensing issues or something. Huh. And I had no idea who the guy was. And I played it and it was the most haunting, beautiful <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you have to watch it though. Cause you can go down like a dark tunnel, putting on Jeff Buckley for too long. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he definitely, he's on that playlist a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Terrence, I'm done talking about devils on the levee. You, you back to you. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah, we were we uh, God going back. I guess we're because we're bouncing all over the place right now. Sorry, no, it's cool. It's no, I mean, uh, it's organic. You know what I mean? It's popping up. However, it is going to pop up. When you initially started working with with Chris on Dead Letters, did you did you guys have to you know did you put together a pitch or was this something that you know Chris already had sort of written up and was ready to go with or or how did you get approached about about it? I guess what I'm asking. Oh, I, I actually didn't. Chris was the last person I talked to. It was weird. They kind of kept him hidden from me. It was like a Dorothy going to meet the wizard kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> I, it, it, you know, I mean, it, Eric was really cool about it. He was like, he had me doing uh, concept sketches and then he had me doing like story bits and they would send me little parts of the script, I guess, just to see if it was a good fit. 
And then uh, finally, like they added Chris into the conversation. And then we, uh, you know, slowly, gradually just started conversating and talking about issue one and world building and stuff like that. Oh, wow. So you basically had to do a tryout for this. Is that sort of? I mean, I think they had a lot of faith in me. They thought that it was going to be a really good fit for me. And I think they wanted to see mainly if I liked it mostly. But they were really accommodating. They, I, I've gone through things with jobs and stuff where they're like, this is a test and it'll be good for your portfolio. And <laughs> you're going to be one of the stars now. And that, like, it, they didn't do that. They were really cool. And they were like, we have this project. Would you be interested in doing it? How about you try out doing these sketches? And it went from there. I think, uh, when, was it last week or maybe the week before you put up what the press kit has been going out for, for Dead Letters, which includes yeah. like a hospital wristband like did did you kind of like help put that together or no i've been constantly surprised like the stuff that they're coming up with they've been really good at uh taking in like the art that we've been producing or the story and so forth and taking elements of it and uh adding to the story and it's kind of been like give and go back and forth but i I didn't know those were going to come out they had given us some samples here and there but i the wristbands were a really cool surprise Let's talk about uh, like because Chris. The other thing you might not know about it is like Chris is like this like super dapper gentleman. Um, <laughs> what? Okay, thank you. He is I like mean, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's very like fashion oriented and like I said, dapper, and I, that's sort of becoming like the standard. And I feel like weird showing up at comic shows without like a tie now. Oh yeah, because- you have been doing that a lot, T. I told you I've been doing that lately, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because comic artists and stuff are making me feel underdressed when I show up. But uh, there's another, you've been on a, like a YouTube series, am I right? I've done a couple of videos, yeah. I, I have a friend in uh, New York, she's a fashion consultant, um, and she does a um, website called Broken Chic, so she was trying to do one for dudes called Broken Suave, and I'm on there uh, fooling you guys and making you know that I dress to impress, and I'm not fooling you, no, that's, I mean, it's, it's for real, but... <laughs> um, like we're still waiting to do that bow tie video because I'm still trying to figure out how to get my bow tie game down. So uh, stay tuned. I, but, I knew that was coming. I was like, it's got to be coming because it's bow tie. Yeah, game. yeah. No, I, I mean, I love. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for like uh, you know the 30s and 40s and just that era of style and blues and so forth. Like I don't know. I just feel like people dressed. In, yeah, they had like strong shapes about them and. I think when I was a kid, too, like my first real comic was Dick Tracy. So that oh, kind wow. of like those shapes and those angles, like I really and then I like J.C. Leyendecker. And there's like yep. a whole bunch of spots that kind of point out my fashion taste, I guess. But yeah, I try I try to do all right. You know, what I mean, you, you got to stay sharp out here, man. Gotta, gotta <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's hard out there now, man. Like it's t- too many people are like diesel and like dressing well now. Even, oh, I know. even Ed Piscor is dressing up now, man. I know, right? I'm just mad because a lot of this stuff is like coming back when I was trying to rock that when it wasn't cool. Like <laughs> yep. the, the plaid shirts and the flannel <laughs> and the suspenders. I have a seventh grade picture of me sitting there smiling with my suspenders on. I got joked on so hard about that. And now everybody's wearing suspenders. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm sorry. It's like those, those T-shirts at Walmart. There's so many people that wear those t-shirts and don't know what those symbols mean. Like, yep. uh, like I used to do caricatures and that was kind of like one of my ends is I see someone with like a green lantern shirt and I'd be like, in brightest day, darkest night. and they'll just look at you like you're crazy. And I'm like, yep. take the shirt off if you don't know what that means. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. 
Sorry. No, that's, sorry. that's opening up a can of worms right there, son. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another. I'm sorry. I just feelings, feelings. No, I'm I'm on the same page with you though. It's it's yeah. uh, comics are such a part of the zeitgeist and like the you know cultural landscape now that everybody can get away with kind of only knowing some surface level stuff. I know that I could probably put her under the table by somebody who's like, well, technically, Chris is actually something else. <laughs> you know, I I know I'm not brushed up where I need to be with my my comic knowledge, but you got to know that Bruce Wayne is Batman if you're going to wear that purple shirt with the cyan bat symbol with the yellow behind it. Like, just know, just just have just have connect six degrees from Kevin Bacon. Something, yep. something, yeah. I'm done. Like, That's it. I'm done. I'm done. No, because uh, you're right. I mean, this was like, like we used I'm to have to get. Done. We're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, though. This is like we used to have to get in fights and stuff over this stuff. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to have to like knuckle up now because you don't know who Wally West is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's <laughs> like I'm wearing a flash shirt. and Y'all don't even know who that is. Yeah. So. I, I think that's a, a reoccurring thing in culture anyway. There's like there's one other issue I have. I have to bring it up. I think there was a song by the game called uh, Martians versus Goblins. <laughs> and he he's he I think Tyler, the creator's on the song and he's rapping and he's like he has a hook where he's trying to bring in Marvel characters and then DC characters. And then he raps something about Captain America. He's like, yeah, Captain America, DC Comics. What? Oh. And you're like, and I'm, I'm like, how many people heard this before? I mean, how many people heard that and they were like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds perfect. That sounds stars, DC, makes sense to me. Like, who? There's got to be somebody in your crew that's like, hey, yo, man, that's actually incorrect. Captain America is Marvel. I love you, You Remember, we went to go see the movie that that said Marvel first. Right. Like, somebody, something that irks me. And then the Kanye 300 line, Trojans. God, yes. We could. We can keep going. I love Kanye. I, I love him, but I'm just saying responsibility, people. Responsibility. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm. I'm just saying. It sounds like that made him sound more like high school dropout than than college dropout. Yeah. 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 It was brutal. It was brutal. Like, and I, and I, I heard it, and I was like, "How many people heard this? How many people know? Like, how many people actually know that this is wrong? Like, super wrong." It's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it makes me cringe. You know, the kid with the LeBron James jersey on and he's got like the, the Bucks hat on. He's like, yeah, man, that line was tight. You know, <laughs> history. And you're just like, no, 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 not anybody's history. Yeah. No one's history. No one's history. That's Made not cool. History. Yeah. So while you guys were talking. <laughs> right. Right. I was uh, I was uh, looking through some stuff. And uh, Terrence, did you, have you seen this? Uh. This bitch and punk storm that Chris did. Uh, I've seen two bitch and punk storms that Chris has done, and we're, we're in negotiations. We'll just say that. Yeah, I have. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, she's sitting over here right beside me. She's see, waiting. For see, me. see, she's, she's over here. I know. Says, I've seen, I don't know if a lot of the listeners know that I run a Tumblr dedicated to punk storm. Oh, wait, is she? She's on your Tumblr. She is on my oh, Okay, like I, you know, because I did a Google search, a Google Images search, and I was looking through some stuff, and I saw it, and I just looked at the web link now, and it's punkstormrocks.tumblr.com. I was like, oh shit, that's Terrence's <laughs> blog. Of course it is. Of course you've seen it. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be number one when people s- search for punk and Mohawk Storm. I'm trying to corner that very specific oh, market. You got it. I, 
I do have to say one thing, I, and I'm not meaning to put you on the spot, Terrence, but uh, <laughs> last year, so uh, this kind of goes to another Rico story. Rico hit me up. And he's like, hey, I got this friend and he wants me to do, wants you to do a punk rock storm for him, you know, hook it up and uh, he'll see you at New York Comic Con. I was like, all right, cool, cool. I was like, punk rock storm. I love her. Let's go. And granted, <laughs> I didn't go on Wikipedia. I just like went from my gut and my, my memory from my childhood. And I drew this punk rock storm, and she's she's flying through the air. She's got lightning bolts coming from her arms. And then Terrence was like, oh, "Hey no, man, no, no. hey man, <laughs> this is this is nice, Chris. Real nice. Good job, man. Good job." But she doesn't have her powers at a certain time in her life, Chris. So this this picture is actually incorrect. So uh, I didn't want it to come across as that because I was <laughs> no, no. I'm just I'm, I'm exaggerating, but no, I'm no, just. No. It was quite uh, funny, and it definitely made, it made me. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do another one, and that's it. Let's go. So the second one. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. Um, here's the interesting thing you might not know about this, Chris, is that our interviews uh, have a tradition of somebody having a bus parked on them, and, <laughs> and I was due. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's true. It's true. It's. It's Adam's turn after this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if I throw Joel under it first. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's the thing is, is that, like, I know the the idea behind that was I was just like, you know, hey, that's you know, super dope. And because and it, it was. Don't get me. Twi- oh, yeah. Don't get it. Twi- uh, and I think I still put it on my um on my Tumblr. Oh, you did. You did. No, I'm, no, I mean, I will admit I was in the wrong. That's the thing where you were asking about, like, the illustration in the comics, like. I've kind of always been attached. If you're asking me if I'm attached more to comics or the art, it's the art that kind of like drives my sensibilities. So I let stuff like that slip through the cracks and now I'm having to catch up. But I will be prepared next time and I'll make sure that she does not have powers. <laughs> well, this second one. Keeping dude, me on my toes and keeping me sharp. It's good. But when you did like that second one though, it's so intense, man. Like that, like that's one thing that like really, you know, going back to the art of it and and your composition and all of that, like it's mm-hmm. like I said, I, I said I called your your work intense earlier, and that's exactly what that moment is though in that piece. Like mm-hmm. it's captured this and it and I saw it before you had ink washed it, if I'm not mistaken. Cause my friend was like, Hey man, you gotta see this, and he sent me a uh <laughs> He sent me a text and I was like, oh, man, this is ridiculous. And I was like, God, that's just like such an intense moment, such a, a, a well-captured like it's, you know, it's like how people always kind of draw Spider-Man right as he's shooting the web. Nobody draws him sort of as his momentum is carrying him. Yeah. yeah. You, you caught that that moment where like there's just this momentum and this intense moment going on. And I, I was all about that. And Thanks. basically, uh, I got to have that for my collection. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's I'm what a I'm man of my word. It's, it's there for you. I'm a man of my word, so it's here. You are uh, indeed a consummate professional, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was flipping through. I was flipping through some of the images in the Google search, and I just mm-hmm. came across uh, Trailer Park Trash and Vampires. Yeah. What's What's that? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a uh, one of those first jobs that I got. Um, one of the guys that runs um, RVA Magazine here in Richmond, uh, he put me in touch with his friend, James Whalen, who's the author of the book. And he first off wanted me just to do a cover for it. And so I think that's probably one of the things that first pops up yeah. in yeah. The, the Google search. And I know that that material is quite strong <laughs> and raw. And it's one of those things that it was a job that called for me to like kind of zone in on that. And it's not 
kind of where I usually drift when I do creative things, but um, it was a chance for me to do some book design and it seemed like it was a good opportunity for him. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where that is. It's kind of one of those things that's hard to talk about. Cause you know, I can't, it's like, I can't talk about that at Christmas with my family. Like <laughs> I just illustrated this girl getting bitten in the nipple by a vampire. Like I can't. <laughs> and it's one of those things that I'm kind of hesitant about sharing too. Cause you know, as corny as it may sound, I, I do consider like, you know, what kids look at and what's on the internet and what's uh, too much. So sorry if I'm, I've kind of like recoiled a little bit from that. <laughs> well, cause that question, it, but. it was actually going to lead me to, cause again, when I was looking at your website under your commissions, you got the 18 plus thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty risque little section of commissions there too. So that, that got me kind of thinking about it that. Is. It reminded me of that. I mean, I, I, I don't really, have a problem with that. I think maybe our country is a little too uptight when it comes to nudity, especially when you can like go and see an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and he's like blowing someone's brains out, but you can't show like a boob. It's kind of weird. Um, but uh, I put that up there and I just put up the 18 plus so people knew what they were getting into. Yeah. But uh, you know, those were commissions that people wanted at the time. It's something I, I do stay on my toes about because I, I did have an art show here in Richmond and the night was going awesome. This girl comes up and she's like, oh, this show seems a little misogynistic. <laughs> and I just kind of cringed inside. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't. It's not supposed to be like that. And of course, you know, damage is done. And she was like, boom, in your face and walked away. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just try to be socially conscious about that stuff. And it's up there, though. And there's boobs. So just beware. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to say, hey, look, you draw them well. What am I supposed Thank to say? Thank you. Am I, am I supposed to say, well, no, those are horrific. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would definitely do more damage than good. So I'm glad. That no, I had to. It was one of those things where, like, I was at work and, like, I check my Google feeds and all that stuff <laughs> while I was at work. And, uh, like, that poison ivy came up and I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I got to put disclaimers up because. I guess, like, my art school mentality just has me so used to, like, yeah, 7 o'clock, I'm going to go drop some boobs, you know? <laughs> and and it, I never think it's such a big deal, uh, you know, and even, like, on Instagram, I have to watch myself because I'll post on Instagram, like, you know what? They'll be all right with that. It's just a little bit. And uh, it's but then, you know, I, I do hear people, like, I'll see someone reblog it, and they'll be like, oh, warning, adult material. So <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, so you were talking about how like uh, we we tend to be a little uh, uptight when it comes to nudity and things like that. A lot, one of the things that we talk about with artists is commissions that they get at conventions and stuff. Now it sounds like you haven't really done too many com conventions yet, right? Yeah, I've only done a, a, a couple as like someone behind the table. Yeah. Uh, I've gone to a good number like as the person trying to get their stuff in front of people. Yeah. So yeah. So what? How do you feel about like uh, have you have you had any bizarre 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 commissions yet? And I mean, where do you stand on that? No, I haven't had too many bizarre commissions. I have to, um, I've had a, a couple requests, maybe at like Comic Cons. Um, I haven't had a chance to turn any down yet because yeah. none have pushed the button too far. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if it's, it's going to be demeaning or if it's something, you know, too explicit, then I'll just say, you know, I don't have enough time or something like that. But usually, um, sometimes I'm guilty of making it a little too risky because I, you know, sometimes lose sight of where that line is. I've had people point out things about the uh, Poison Ivy one, and I'm just like, I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but there, there, <laughs> yes, there's a vine there. I'm sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> 
you have no idea. Like I, I, that came up in my feed, and I was like, how can I subtly pass this to everybody that I know? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't everybody, everybody needs to see this. Like they need to see it, but I can't just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I, I realized it was definitely a point. I think where I was getting asked to do that a lot, and uh, I kind of have stepped back from commissions, or at least doing that for right now, because I wanted to explore some some deeper material. But I figure, you know, you know. Give some respect where respect is due, and you know those ladies look lovely, so why not show that? So, <laughs> right, right. Did the uh, the professional that Matilda uh, piece, the, the Leon, the professional piece, did that just like yeah. explode on the internet? Because that's what, as far as I could tell, it was like on every site that I was watching for a while. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by that actually. I it's kind of it's one of those things I try not to put too much stock into Tumblr responding those really hard not to. Because you don't know what's going to be awesome and what's not. Or, you know, occasionally you, you might be doing something that's along the same lines in popular culture that people like. But really, that was just a piece because usually I'll have a movie playing while I'm working on other stuff. And it just happened to be that movie. And it was one of those things I wanted to do a piece for for a long time, but never mustered up the, the courage just to do it and say that I did it. And I finally did. And the person that runs uh, Fuck Yeah Illustrative Art, um, they were really kind enough to... Uh, reblog it and their pool of people really enjoyed it because it got passed around a ton that day and it was really uh i was thankful that people really dug it so yeah I, it was just a really for me it was just like a really strong piece i like a really powerful piece actually because i really like that movie like it's you know it's one yeah. of those ones that i could just pop in at any time what are you doing you're ready to go to sleep let's put on a professional and uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just so, he's one of those those great storytellers that movie is very complex too so it was really hard to settle on one thing to do for it. I think I right. still want to draw like a Gary Oldman pill picture just because that's so <laughs> that's such a gripping image in that movie. And I agree. Uh, I, I feel like nowadays I study a lot of my art through film just because people don't realize like some small things that people do in movies, like small shifts or like I was just watching Jackie Brown. There's so many things in that movie that oh. is telling and tipping and good storytelling visually just stimulating like I, I get excited about that stuff and i think i think jackie brown is probably the one that gets the least credit out of all of them uh out of all of Terrence oh it does movies. yeah i'm not gonna lie it's I, my, I think it's probably top three for me um as far as as far as uh, tarantino goes it's people just don't uh can't really follow the story i think yeah yeah and, and like you said it's it's actually a really great piece of storytelling if you could just buckle in for it, you know, a lot of people are expecting a certain thing. Yeah, I, I swear I've probably seen that movie over 20 times. And just recently, it was the, fir the first time I think I pieced everything together. <laughs> I like felt like I graduated. Like I was like, yes, I found, I'm here. And I'm sure, someone, <laughs> I'm sure someone saw it like twice and got everything. But for me, like, I'll go ahead and get this out. There's at the end. Well, no, maybe I, no, I won't do that. I won't do that. <laughs> but... <laughs> All right. Okay. So, <laughs> Matt, I'll just say this: Max Cherry's Bondsman Office. Mm -hmm. If you look at the logo placement in that, it, he just has like that red dot. Oh just, boy! Just remember that and rewatch okay. Jack Brown and enjoy yourself because it's awesome. <laughs> okay. All right. I've I've made a note for myself now. Yes. It's yeah. It's great. God, that'll be midnight tonight. I'll be. Sorry, sorry, but not sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was looking at the the Leon the Professional uh, Matilda piece, 
And I was looking at some of the other illustrations and the conceptual that you have. What medium do you tend to work in? It's a lot of different things. Um, I have a lunchbox that I keep, my ALF lunchbox. And I I used to work at an art store. So um, I think a good turning point in my art is when I just built up the courage to pick up random materials and test it out and see what worked. So now I just have like a collection of random things. I have like chalk markers, regular ad markers, brush pens, industrial paint, like just, just like little things that I can try out and test the waters and see if it's exciting to use. But a lot of it comes down to just like brush pen and inking. Huh. Are you like a, are you like, sort of an art tool nerd? Like I am like <laughs> I always jetpins.com is now like, yes, it's like, Jet, it's like my culture. I'm scared of that place. Every time I go there, it's like Walmart. You just know you're going to walk out with something, <laughs> even if you don't have money. It's just, it's bad. And that was the, I was broke for a long time when I worked at the art store because I would get my paycheck and it would go right into them ordering something or me like just buying stuff. Um, and st- I still have to catch myself on that too. Yeah, I try to just stay in. Sh- I-, I tried doing that thing for a while where I would like review stuff. Like I was the end all be all of art supplies, which I'm not. But uh, it is fun to like just sit there and rate things in comparison to other people because everyone's always about like, what are you using? What are you using? And I'm not going to lie. Like, I love talking about what people are using, but I know it's not like what makes the art. But, right. It's the, um, it's the pilot, not the plane. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people get caught up in that, but I feel like, you know, people like you and me, like, we'll check out the supplies and we're just like, yeah, that ink glides on real nice. I'm using that. I know. That joint is smooth, son. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just about like how it feels. I, I think that's like, eventually my artwork always ends up in the computer in some form and being digital. That's where I think a lot of I do my colors these days just because it's just fast and quick. But I do love painting and stuff too. So I'll try to scan in stuff occasionally and mess around with stuff like that. So as far as hitting up shows this year, I know you're hitting Heroes Con, which is our backyard uh, yeah. favorite. Excellent. And you should, you, I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll do awesome there. Uh, Heroes <laughs> is awesome. It's an art show. So be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've done New York for so long. Um, and it's definitely becoming more of like the Hollywood type show, I feel like. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm ready for the art show. I'll bring an extra voice box so I can keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you, like you said it's definitely the show for artists and and it's cool. the show uh where you get to hang out with people yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what man. i mean like a lot, a lot of people yeah. kind of talk about how heroes is more uh more like a family reunion atmosphere than an actual uh san diego or something like that yeah yeah no that, that would be really cool because i think really all i'm really used to in new york and every time I like, I'll try to like muster up the courage to go meet somebody and introduce myself. And I, I just muck it up every single time. So <laughs> it, it'll be cool to be in a more comfortable setting. Oh yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> I went to New York once and you know, I was like, as soon as I left, I was like, I'm never coming back to this show again. <laughs> and now it's like, man, as soon as I get some money, I'm going back to New York. But it's definitely a different, different feeling. Like every time I went to a table in New York, the person wasn't there, you know? So yeah. <laughs> this is like, they, they're, they're somewhere. You'll find them pretty easily. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I think every, every time I, I've tried to meet Jim Lee and every time I've met him or try to meet him, I know it's like a, probably a, a fool's wish, but every time I try to meet him, he's been gone. So yeah. One day, one day, Jim, <laughs> one day, Jim. <laughs> So Dead Letters comes out, and I'm guessing I'm posting this Tuesday night. So if you're listening to this the day it's posted, Dead Letters is out now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Awesome. So anything else about Dead Letters you want to bring up? I'm just uh, super excited. I would love people just to interact with us and tell us what they think and post it online. Even if, you know, they're trying to, I don't know, tell us they hate our guts. <laughs> it's good to hear. Like, feedback. But I'm just super excited about the project and just to see how it, it goes. And I feel like people will have a lot of fun reading it. So you've got your uh, chrisvisions.com. You've got your, uh, what, Tumblr, your chrisvisions.tumblr.com? Yeah, chrisvisions.tumblr.com. Uh, even if you just type in Chris Visions on Google, it's no longer that Russian site for eye correction. It is my That's website. Fantastic. So you can, <laughs> I was wondering you can type it in on Google, you will find me. You will not find Boris. It's cool. <laughs> well, great, man. Um, any, uh, like, so is, uh, so Dead Letters, this is, this is kind of your thing now. This is what you're doing. Any, anything else you've got? out there i mean i'm I'm working i'm always working i'm doing freelance things here and there i just did a pinup for uh allison sampson's uh genesis book that she's coming out with for image Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'll have like a pinup in the back there with a lot of other people uh tommy lee edwards i think is in there there's a a lot of talent in that book and it's it's gorgeous so i hope a lot of people pick that up doing some other like independent stories like i'm working on this book uh called pilgrim with um, Brian and Ben Wilkins. Okay. Uh, there's some guys that I knew from back home. So we're hopefully going to be posting some stuff about that soon. Mostly it's just dead letters right now. That's like, kind of like the world I live in. I'm actually laying out issue three right now. So okay. it'll be cool to see how people react to it just because I feel like once issue one hits, I'll pretty much be going into, you know, issue four. So it's going to be kind of weird seeing people reacting to stuff that I've done a while ago, but I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> so um, how, how's commi- commissions open for you? Uh, not yet. I, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's been a weird transition just trying to, from doing freelance all the time to, uh, doing comics. So I'm kind of still trying to figure things out and come up with a healthy process that doesn't keep me up till 7am. So (laughs) um, the girlfriend is not happy about that. So I need to get that correct. But, uh, yeah, it's gonna, I think eventually, like, especially coming towards, uh, Heroes Con and some other things soon, I'll be putting up commissions again. I got some, I got to still catch up on. Well, great, man. I I am new to your art, but so far I'm liking everything I see, and I look forward to Dead Letters. Well, welcome and thank you, <laughs> uh, and I'm thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It's it's really cool to talk comfortably with people who like your work, and I don't know, it's not something I'm used to, but it's cool to do that, and I'm glad that you're you're digging it. We'll get used to it, and we're really uh, we're really glad to have you on. I'm thank you for doing that on kind of short notice. Short. I know it was like, hey, man, you want to be on the show? And you're like, yeah. yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Always, man. That's what the exclamation point's for. Always. Chris, oh, But yeah, awesome. thanks again. I appreciate it. All right. We'll uh, no catch you at Heroes Con. All right, man. Y'all take it easy. I'll see you soon. You too. All right. We'll see you, buddy. Bye. Bye.